Everyone knows the Team Jack Foundation, but have you heard about the work they're doing with the Nebraska Childhood Brain Tumor Program? They're currently funding 13 projects and collaborating with national institutions such as Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, Memorial Sloan-Kettinger Cancer Center, Columbia University, and more. To date, they have raised over $12 million in counting. Their focus? Finding better treatments for kids fighting brain cancer and one day a cure. Why? Treatments currently used are 45 plus years old and highly toxic. If a child survives a brain tumor, they are often left with lifelong deficits due to the toxic treatments. One of the largest projects is at the University of Nebraska Medical Center, the creation of a Nebraska Childhood Brain Tumor Program. To learn more about their projects, get involved, or donate, visit teamjackfoundation.org. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Hunter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me he's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> got it, Muhammad. GBR. Go big red indeed. No block, no rock. Season four, episode 2420. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> it's pretty good. Ever heard that one before? <laughs> all right, fellas. Hey, first of all, happy new year to you. Hey, happy, happy new, new year. year. Happy new year. First episode of 2024 coming at you live from the Nebraska Brewing Company tap room. Like most always here at 108th and Harrison in Vista, Nebraska, 68128. Fellas, let's go around, talk about what we are drinking. You know, people say... Uh, New year, new me. Was it a new you? Was it? <laughs> not, not with this pickle. Not with this pickle beer. No. I'm sticking with my old self. I ain't changing. Pickle fight. Come get it on tap. They have a spiky, a spicy version, spiky. and it is spiky too. Yeah, it is canned. It, yeah. So yeah, uh, we. I think we still have a little of the regular can too. Nice. It's very little, but it's left. only in the tap room. Currently, yeah. Okay. The spicy you can find in stores, the regular was a taproom-only release. But it is almost gone. So if you want it, come get it. Come to the taproom, get it on tap or in a can. It's wonderful. Mike, what you got? I am going to embrace the new year, new me thing. And I'm going to go back to my roots. You know, let's give a little uh, pod seltzer. You know, I haven't had one in a while. And, and like I said, I don't want to be a Jared or a Connor in 2024. So I rotate. They do have seltzers here at the brewery. They are fantastic, award-winning. So, yeah, if you go to the brewery and you're like, oh, I don't like beer, like my wife, guess what? They got <laughs> something for you here. They also have mixed drinks and everything else. I'm, I'm getting a little bit of deja vu. Did we not start 2023 the same way where Mike was drinking seltzers? Like, I'm going low-cal because they are, like, each seltzer is less than 100 calories. We love sick. that. But I remember starting yeah. 23 the same way. <laughs> because I'm pretty because sh- what what Mike likes to do is he likes to travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he's, he goes places where like he's taking a shirt off. He's oh, in yeah. the pool. <laughs> Mike's he's, showing off that body. He's getting hey, like he's getting like the tree. The, he's going to Mexico. He's going to all yeah, kinds hey, of places. I, all I gotta say is 2024. Your boy turns 30. So oh, gross. we're gonna go celebrate an old in Mexico. Oh, yeah. And you know, I just you know, I just want to go start my thirties the right way. <laughs> That's fair, in a not did, fat way. Yeah. Did, did you start your twenties the right way, dude? I live up my twenties. I don't know about you guys, but like, <laughs> like I always say, I'm like, I, there is not a single regret 
in my 20s. Like, mm. I did everything I wanted to do. Mm. I, uh, Damn. I have no regrets. I don't know who it was. I, I think it was, um, it was a rapper that got asked, like, did you uh, regret? Say, I think it was actually, oh, it was Snoop Dogg. Got asked, like, you know, when you were Yeah, younger, all those songs that you yeah. made about women and yeah, fuck all them hoes. Like, you, we don't let them hoes. Do you regret any of that? He's like, nah, I meant all that shit. Everything I did in my 20s, I meant all that shit. <laughs> yeah, um, if we had to for, for go through all my worse. regrets, yeah. I don't think it would, this would be a very long episode. <laughs> Connor Kavalak. Uh, you, you already <laughs> know what I'm drinking. It is a new year, new me, but not because of the beer. Mm. It is still the Nebraska Pilsner. It is still the greatest beer on the face of this planet. We're drinking Pilsner. Okay. You already know. You are cla- classic Connor, baby. Classic yeah. Connor. All right. So coming to the tap room, Hunter Ethan Harrison, Livis in Nebraska. Connor, help me out. World class in every glass. Okay. So dramatic. I well, know. and I put that like I, when I listen to our episodes, I listen to it at like one and a half speed. And when he goes that slow, it's still slow. <laughs> still slow. I know. Gosh. I, I try and mix up the tempo on it every time. If we took just that snippet out, our episodes would be probably like a half hour long. <laughs> Seven hour. Um, okay. So, guys, on New Year's Eve, I had made a video with my five New Year's resolutions for Husker football. Yes. Or just like kind of Husker fandom in general. Um. So I'll just, I'll tell you what the five were and you just tell me what your initial off top thoughts are. Okay. Sure. So the first one was, I want to learn to love the Killigan's version of come running boys. Can I, I gotta, I gotta learn to love it. Do do we wait for all five and then we give our opinions? Give it now. I hate that resolution. (laughs) That one sucks. I hate that. And I hate you. (laughs) That song. You should feel bad. Sucks. Okay. Now, but, but I do agree with you that. Look at yourself in the mirror and just, and say that you can't like that song. Yeah. You have to like that song. For those of you listening, yeah. it's that Scarlet and the Cream song that they play in Memorial Scarlet State. Scarlet and the Cream. Yeah. Can we, uh, in post, can we add a little like part of that song in there? Yeah. Right I mean, there? normally I would just sure. do it now, but yeah. we don't have a button. Because for our, it. you know, our, uh, our fourth host here is uh, got better things to do tonight. I I, I think that's something that we should address. Kyle Byers, obviously not here with us tonight. If he was here, I feel like he would probably be drinking an EOS Hefeweizen, and Kyle would be siding with me and Mike (laughs) that that first resolution was ass, and you should feel bad about it. Yes, he is in the chat. He did say, I take one episode off, and you guys decide to cut a table and start touching knees. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll tell you, Mike has been using lotion because his legs are soft. (laughs) They really are. They've always been soft. I know. Trust me, I live with this guy, and they're, <laughs> a, they're as soft as they've ever been. Um, so my second one was, try to be less pessimistic. Because when you look at the trajectory of the program, right? You got Matt Rule. You've got the number one quarterback coming in, Tony White staying for at least another year. So, like, when I'm watching a game, Try not to be so damn end of the world negative. I'm trying to not be that anymore. It is. It's funny because my number one resolution as a Husker fan for this year is exactly the opposite. Was to be more pessimistic. You need that. Though. Yeah, Jared could. Yeah, could tone down a he bit. He can tone it down. I need to tone mine up a little bit. Um, I, like, well, I just I need my I, the way I had phrased it was be more realistic. Yeah, um, okay. I will tell you, I will fail that like come spring. Yeah. Like I, I'm going to lose that resolution, but I'm going to try. So, I, I'm going to try. Like what I think of is 
this last Iowa game when uh, that's what came to my mind when yeah. when Chuba throws throws the interception and you throw a fit and I <laughs> I I mean I so he throws the pick and the Iowa guy does not even tackled yet and I'm already walking down and I yell up at Mike I go if you want to stay for this horse shit have at it Haas I'm <laughs> done like I already know what's gonna happen I. I'm done. I so I'm just, I got to not be that anymore. I considered um, calling the police for a welfare check on you. Yeah. Like it, I well, was worried. A wellness check? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Welfare check, wellness check. <laughs> I mean, it's not the fucking same. <laughs> no, it's the same thing. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it is. No, yeah, it's, it's, it's literally the same you thing. Can, you can do a welfare check, too. Okay. Yeah, it's the I same mean, thing. I felt like a welfare check would be like... No, like not, that like, not, not that one. Not that one. Like a welfare check. Did you go to Walmart and spend money on... No. Yeah. You know, get your, anyway, get your yeah. EBT, boy. It's the same damn thing. So what were you going to say? You were itching uh, to like say something. But it was about your that, temper tantrum you threw after the Iowa game. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? That would be good for you, Jared, because at doing this podcast, we need to be pessimistic. We have to be because we are the anti-Kool-Aid type podcast. We we let people drink the Kool-Aid because we can bring them back down to earth. And we still need that from you. It's, it's in our bio but, that we are the yeah. chaser. But you yeah. were literally like so broken down. At the end of that Iowa game that I was like, you know what? That is a good resolution because knowing you, mm. and I've known you a very long time, you won't take it to the extreme. You're still, you still are like not, you're not dumb. I'm still here, guys. Yes. But you could use a little bit. I understand it was a rough end of the year. I've always yeah. said that the negativity that I have is backed up by evidence. Like when I threw that fit after Chubba threw the interception, I said, you want to stay and watch this horse shit? I know how this ends. Lo and behold, how did it end? With I was last points of the year that they scored because <laughs> they haven't scored in the past two games. We'll talk about that too. <laughs> they that still was, won. They good. still won that game though. <laughs> Barely. Um, the third one I had was, you know, cut down on the Panthers trolling. No. 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 Just keep keep it. Keep I just it, understand yeah. how, on. how do Panther fans continue to blame Matt Rule? I don't even think they do anymore. Got, no, they still do. Do they? Yes. yes. How? No, they yeah, because they're fucking stupid. How? They're Panthers fans. Don't get excited. Yes. Um, can we talk about their owner throwing a drink? And yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Of a Jags fan. He's the he's the, he's a king, man. King Tepper. Yeah, that's, king Tepper. That was his nickname in high school, wasn't it? Yeah, people <laughs> say that. Uh, yeah, no, crazy. Matt Rule was never the issue in Carolina. Um, I'm glad I, he got out of there. Yeah. Because I, holy shit, that is a dumpster fire. What's crazy is like, I have no issue with the Carolina Panthers. I have issue with Panthers fans that have an issue with Nebraska mm. for no goddamn reason. Or just like when Nebraska didn't make a bowl, it was yeah. Panthers fans kind of coming back and saying, see, told you. Oh yeah. His first season, he didn't win the big 10. Yeah. Because good, good point. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, because Matt Rule came in and the situation was so ideal for him. Yeah, exactly. So ideal. Um, we do have a couple comments in the chat. What are they saying? Uh, a friend of the program who actually give a shout out to uh, Coach's Coach. BA Barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he is a, a loyal listener to the pod and he did deliver me some homemade barbecue sauce that he's going to be using for competition. Ooh. He brought it to me this weekend. And we're not sharing? What, what, well, what is this? Well, fuck all y'all. But yeah. no, I have it. Um, I want to make something with and I'm going to use it. So I, I haven't decided. And you're bringing that for the pod. I could. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I definitely can. We could smoke some meat in here and do a live show or something. Yeah, easy money. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do something with it. 
uh, I didn't want to like just waste it. I did try it on my finger. Yeah. And it was fantastic. So awesome. I, what yeah. kind? I don't, it didn't have a name. It was just literally a, it's a plain it's, bottle. So coach, and I, coach just brought it to you. Yeah. I know I, a while back I made him a logo cause he sent me his logo and I was like, he's like, I want to incorporate the black shirts and all that. And I was like, sure. Hey, let me see if I can just dial something up and see if you like it. So yeah. I, I gave it to him. I was like, Hey, just use it if you like it. If you don't, whatever, you ain't gonna hurt sure. my feelings. So yeah, I think he's using it for some stuff, but yeah. Shout out coach. So he says, thank you for doing that by the way. Oh, yeah. but uh, then he asked, do you guys really not like the Killigan song? We love that song at my house. We play it at home. Even if we aren't at the game. Oh no. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I'm just going to refer to you as coach. Uh, yeah. We're just going to roll with coach. Yeah. Coach. Coach Ben. Uh, you're a great guy. You have been a very loyal listener and commenter and interacting with our posts. But that is the worst take I've ever heard. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> that song sucks. He, so he plays it at home. So maybe that's maybe that's what we need to do, guys. Dude, is just like play it more and then we, it, right? Like I said, it's not going anywhere. They're Dude, gonna keep playing the damn thing. I'm pretty positive they play that thing at Guantanamo. Like <laughs> <laughs> that is a form of torture. Well, okay, but I will say this. As Husker fans, we've had to embrace the suck for a while. So maybe mm. we just embrace the suck by embracing a sucky song. Coach yeah. Ben does not does not agree with that. He loves that song. He plays it at home. Hi, he yeah. plays That's, it in the comfort of his own home. It's incredible. He goes to Spotify <laughs> and he types in K I L L I G A N S. You're good. At you song. realize that nobody <laughs> probably knows the actual name of that song. No, Come uh, on and boys. Is it, is it Scarlet and Cream? I I don't know what that. No, name it's, is. it's it's Here the actual the title. Is some, I, I think, think it's, it's Nebraska and the Scarlet. Is that no? Title, isn't it? I just know that the the uh, in parentheses it's come a running boys and this was a song back in the yeah twenties yeah that they so, remade but they remade it with Nebraska stuff so here's my thing every game day no it's it's always been a Nebraska based song oh like, yeah okay, for okay, the, yeah. like some dude with the university wrote it okay. way back in the day okay so, about the football team every game day I don't know maybe I'm weird but I have a tradition mm. that like when I get ready on a game day morning one of the first songs I play is still Let Me Clear My Throat. That's a fantastic song. Get me back to that. That gets the people going. And Matt Rule loves it. Yeah. So they're going to incorporate it more, I would imagine. Sure. I think it starts with winning. Like, so you don't get to hear the fun stuff (laughs) if you're losing. You hear this crap (laughs) that we are going to embrace in 2024, right? Yeah, we have to embrace it. We have to embrace the suck. Like, if you want to get the crowd going, you want to get that memorial rocking... Is it going to be the song that we don't know the title of? <laughs> you know, or let me clear my throat. I'll or, say like, like, even if you don't know any words except let me clear my throat, that chorus and that the saxophone. Yeah. Like that's going to get people moving. <laughs> I don't know when the Killigan song plays guys. Like I'm kind of just like looking around like who is enjoying this? And Surprisingly, a lot of people people get into yeah, it. They do, but you know who Coach, doesn't Coach get Penn's into it? Down there in row fifteen, going woo. <laughs> well, I will tell you who probably doesn't enjoy it, and it's going to be the the players on the sideline and the recruits that are coming in, and they're like, "Man, <laughs> these Nebraska guys they look like a bunch of hicks." So yeah, it's the fucking fifties around yeah, listen, here. We're not trying to recruit a bunch of Irish. Hey, Gaelic footballers. Gaelic for, footballers. for better like, or for not- worse. And we mentioned this, I think, on the last episode. This year, Deion Sanders in Colorado 
had Lil Wayne on the sideline, had The had Rock the, on the sideline. They had line. the Wu-Tang Clan. They had Wu-Tang. These recruits coming in, like, they're, like that's a hype atmosphere. Whether the team is good or not, that atmosphere is going to be a big factor in recruiting. Yeah. If we continue to act like it's the 50s, we're not going to get recruits that want this more, you know, hype, progressive atmosphere. You're telling me happen. that you're a recruit coming in and you don't like it when Dan Whitney goes, yeah, yeah no. That's not convincing? That, that ain't a, that's not a selling point. Did. Like, they tickered your No. If I'm a five, no. like, <laughs> let's not even say I'm a five-star athlete. Let's say I'm a three or a four-star. And I go in. You're a half a star. No, this is hypothetical. But I do appreciate giving me the half <laughs> He's star. He's a Louisville, nice Nebraska four-star. Yeah. yeah, Louisville. We pronounce our ass. We're not Hicks. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Um, but let's say I'm a three or a four-star. And I come in, and I'm seeing a team that's winning, at best, five games a season, uh-huh. which has been the last seven years, maybe eight. Um, and then I see an atmosphere that is kind of muted. Mm-hmm. Um, not really like getting the crowd into it. Yeah, dude, I'm going to look at other programs. Like if you, uh, if you are a five to six win team, but your crowd, like we know Nebraska fans are insane. Just in general, we're all insane to keep coming back and doing this every year. Dude, uh, the odds are so stacked against us. Our favorite team hasn't been to a bowl. In yeah. seven years. Yeah. And they play the damn Killigans. Yeah. Like, and when we still show up. Being a Nebraska fan should be classified as a mental illness. It's, but we're all still here. It's Guantanamo. Yes. Yeah. Being a Nebraska fan is like being at Guantanamo Bay circa 2003. <laughs> yes, exactly. Do you guys know what happened there? I think it is directly. Are, are you guys aware of I the think, torture? I think it is directly comparable. No, uh, I don't mean that. It's literally the same thing. Yeah, I don't mean that. Um, <laughs> Matt Rose, they fix that. Being a Nebraska but, fan is a so, it's a war crime but, against yeah us. Um, but my thing is like, even if you're winning five six on a great year, we win seven. Just imagine. Oh, oh God, Just he's going to hit it. Oh God. Normally, I, I prefer back <laughs> not <for> that one. <laughs> Well, that one. Did you intentionally hit that one? Well, that I just one. pushed her in a button. Okay. Kyle does this. I, I yeah. don't know what the buttons Kyle, do. we miss you. We do miss Kyle. Um, <laughs> but I, I did like the that drop. Yeah. That drop was great. Let's imagine a seven-win year. You're a three or four-star, and you're at, like seeing a program that is, you know, middling, but the atmosphere is hype. You're much more likely to make that a legitimate consideration than a middling team that the atmosphere is... Like, well, I mean, that's okay. what we've been Michigan, doing. Hey, no. Michigan 21. Okay, but the you know? the atmosphere in Lincoln, Nebraska is fantastic. I'm not, but, I'm not but saying but it's can, not, but like... I think right now we are... There's room for growth. There's always room for growth, but we are a top program when it comes to atmosphere. When you're coming as an uh, opposing fan or someone who's coming to the game for the first time, it is a great atmosphere. It's loud. It's electric. But... It could take a step forward. Yeah. There are things that are, and they're, they, they're always doing good things. Like, I like the new Spotify thing with the, with the Herbie logo, and he's going and picking songs. But then the songs they pick are like Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton and stuff. Like, who's going to get hyped for that? So, yeah. they're Pound doing a good job. Elvis Presley. Look, you can, you can appreciate Dolly Parton's music, musicianship. Again. But I don't need to, to hear it at a football game. Dolly Parton, 9 to 5. You play that in my It comes on my shuffle in my car. I'm screaming it. As yeah. I'm driving down I-80, sure. I'm screaming that thing. Yeah, and then the, the 18-year-old kid that's here doesn't even know who Dolly Parton is. Yeah. So but you got to walk that line. I am at a D1 Power 5 football game. Give me dreams and nightmares, Meek Mill. 
Give me anything, Mink Mill. <laughs> um, and like, that's going to get me going. Like, that's, that's what we need. Like, it's an atmosphere that needs well, they a got a, more they, intensity. They it's got an a, intense thing. Yeah, they got to strike a balance because yeah, the you, blue have, you have the, the 17, 18-year-old kids that are coming in here that you're trying to lure in. But then you also have the really old people in the stands that are saying, what the hell is that noise going on? That rah-rah noise. (laughs) What's all that banging? Well, I will say, though, Jared, you went to the basketball game with me last week, whatever. And at basketball games, it's the complete opposite. Like, they are playing music that makes the fans feel uncomfortable. And I am all for it. people going. Yeah, and I'm all for it. Uh, coach, Coach asked us, he said, when we go bowling next year, yeah. oh, uh, are you guys going to be there? And to that, I would say, yes. Yeah, we will be doing. We will, yes. no matter what city it's in, we will be doing a live show somewhere. If Nebraska makes a bowl game, um, but it, that does bring me to a topic that I wanted to ask you guys about. We we also I want to be clear we're missing two more resolutions over here. Yeah, we'll get, well, yeah. We'll get yeah, back yeah. to the resolutions, yeah. but the bowl game thing it, it brings me to a topic, and I and I put a poll out there on on Twitter. Do bowl games matter anymore? Okay, so I I saw this poll. Yeah. And again, short answer, yes. Long answer is yes, but. Um, Bowl games used to be very, like these big accolades. Like you went to this bowl and you won. Mm -hmm. It's less than that now. Like because everybody and their mother makes a bowl game except Nebraska. Um, so has, has the value diminished? Sure. But it is still one of those things, especially for where Nebraska is at as a program this year and next year as a young team, that's an accolade to make it there. And especially if you get a win, so they do matter, but the value has diminished over the last eight to 10 years, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, my response to you, Mike is like, does the actual game matter? Nah. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to if you can add another win to the resume, mm-hmm. you know, and that's nice, but Nebraska has missed out on seven years worth of bowl practices. And each year that you miss out, that's a, I mean, that's a month that you're missing. So they've missed about almost eight months of actual football practice. And yeah. I think that's really added up. And like you, uh, you watch some of these games, some of them are like really intense like the Arizona versus Oklahoma game. I don't know if you guys watched that game. Intense game, like back yeah. and forth. But that's a good example of a game, though. It wasn't, no, no Oklahoma didn't have their starting quarterback because it's right, cool right. now to opt out. Yeah. That's the cool thing but, to do now. And Everybody then he hops yeah. out, they hop I, in the portal, all that stuff. I will always, and I've gotten to a lot of arguments about this recently, I am fine with players opting out. I am always pro player. Um, I like as a Nebraska fan, obviously I care an incredible amount about the university of Nebraska, but I care more about the players do what is right for you. I will sure. never ask you to do something that is not in your best interest. I mean, you're, you're I mean, asking, we, we, we go back to what was it? 2018 Jake, Butt mm. takes out the insurance policy, gets injured and ends up getting a very good payout because it destroyed his draft stock. Like, going into bowl games for key players, if that bowl game, like, especially now, if you're not in the this year 14 playoff, next year 12, if you're not in that playoff and you're like, if I play this game and get injured, I potentially destroy my future, opt out. Okay, but that's a different scenario. So, like, there's the opt-out future thing. 
Sure. Then there's the opt-out. I have to get in the portal because of this window. So, like, right now, college football is set up for failure when it comes to bowl games. Because right now, as a player, I need to get my next home before I can finish the job with my team. So, do you just move the portal window? I think that is part of it. I think that will make college football better as a whole. But going back to... Are, do bowl games matter anymore? I think a program like Nebraska, obviously a bowl game would be amazing for a program like Nebraska. But the, the sales pitch and how much a bowl game is worth now is at an all-time low. It is not worth anything anymore. I don't Unless disagree. you're a program like Nebraska who hasn't made a bowl game or you're a team that historically has been bad in, in general. Players opting out for the portal and everything else has ruined bowl games. They don't mean anything. Ohio State played Missouri. Okay? <laughs> Just brutal. They, Missing McCord, Fleming, and brutal. Harrison Jr. Correct. Yeah. And you, people have the right to say, well, Ohio State sucks because, or Ryan Day sucks because they couldn't beat Missouri. Fire with, Ryan Day. Yeah. So, without, without three, a, a top, what do you want to say, top 20 quarterback in college football. Yeah. One of the best players, if not the best player in college football, and then another Long starter for Ohio State. So I actually, I wrote a four and a half page, like dissertation on why Ohio State got beat by Mizzou. It wasn't due to the players. Their scheming was terrible. The, okay. the, the uh, play calling was atrocious. Now, it was not the talent. So here's the thing, right? It's not a talent issue, but. Yeah, the, their, their scheming was here, awful. Here's, here's where the positive can come in with that. Okay. Yeah. So Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep. Chooses not to play. He's going to be a top yeah, three Yeah, he's pick. a perfect scenario of, yes, absolutely sit And out. here's the thing. Here's the thing. If, like, let's say, let's say Nebraska had a player like that, right? And they're playing in the Pop-Tarts Bowl, which the Big Ten can't do anyway. Yes. But I just want to think of that because I like Pop-Tarts. We all do. <laughs> no, but let's say Nebraska had a Marvin Harrison guy. On one hand, I'm like, sure, that it'd be great if you played. Of course, we want to win. Whatever. He's going to be the other, second overall. In the other, on the other hand, sure, sit out. I don't want you to get hurt. I want you to get drafted. So, in the long run, you get drafted. You play in the NFL. You make us look better, right? Yeah. Yep. And if he opts out, what what happens? That opens up an opportunity for, for playing time guy, for yes. a young guy. Yes. So, like, even though Ohio State they lost fourteen to three, and that game was ugly. And Lincoln Kineholtz went like eight for seventeen for eighty something yards. It was gross. It was not pretty. Now, could that have been a valuable learning experience for Lincoln Kineholtz? Could that have been a a baby step towards okay, yeah, I I sucked, but it, that was valuable for me, so I could get that playing time. And so it? even though they lost four to fourteen to three, I think you also need to be a reasonable fan, Ohio State fans, and recognize that they were playing inexperienced guys. But he wasn't even the starter, was, like, for that game. Was it, he was the third-string guy. Yeah. Well, so, I, right. was it Malik Willis at Tennessee that sat out? No. Who was at Tennessee? Hooker. That, H- Hooker. Well, yeah. Yes. yeah, Hooker Hendon sits Hooker. out, and then you put in, again, one of the funniest names, I am Oliva um, at QB. <laughs> He's a true freshman. I'm a believer. His first start is in a bowl game against Iowa, an incredible defense, and that kid comes out and they win 35 rip. You, like... Those are incredible, A, confidence booster yeah. for that young QB. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Gets him valuable experience because, like, even, like, I, I don't know who sat out for Iowa, if anybody, um, but still a very, very high-ranked defense. 
that is important, like, playtime to have for a young guy yes. like that. So, yes, Mike, I agree with you that, like, if it is not a key game and you're not going to get one of these high draft picks, then, yeah, the sitting out is kind of a bitch move. That Ohio but State I, game was kind of a key game, though, yeah. in my opinion. But, not not well, enough to play. Hold on. But, I also agree with Jared about the importance of, like, if these guys sit out, I can get these young guys' experience in a very high-pressure atmosphere. Because for young guys, it doesn't matter if you're in the Charmin Ultra Softball, it's still a high-pressure environment. Your first game or one of your first games is a bowl. Like, that's... You're going to find out what men are made of right there. Well, you, you can't really say that. And then it's like, well, game, everyone else is opting in. Like, I don't... Yeah. That's not, like, a totally high stakes. Well, look, well, if they've Georgia, transferred or they're sitting out for the draft, like, I, I find it to be... Bowl games are more beneficial for the young players. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Um, and then, of course, geez, Georgia, Florida State, Jesus Christ. Like, that's a perfect example, though. 63 to 3. There, and, and don't get me wrong. Georgia had, like, the same amount of players out, but I think yeah. it was significant players were a lot different. Dude, well, Florida State was, like, they had, like, 30 dudes, so, like, not play or something. It's insane. What, what it was I've said, terrible. <laughs> what I've said a million times is everyone wanted to get super pissy about Florida State being left out of the playoff because they were undefeated, they're a Power 5 champ. The more egregious thing was that Georgia was not let in. It was more egregious that Georgia wasn't in there than Florida State not being in there. Again, you go to the argument yeah. of best team versus most deserving. Florida State was a deserving team. Georgia is one of the best. If you want to complain about a team not being in the playoff, we should not be talking about Florida State. We should be talking about Georgia. Mm. Am I crazy on that? Yeah, a little bit. I, I don't, don't think, think you're like so. I don't think you're crazy, but I do disagree. I, okay, yeah, I, disagree. I just I just if you're an undefeated conference champ, you should always you always need to be in the playoffs. That, like that that they just didn't needs, lose. But so they how didn't do you, lose. How do you reconcile Georgia Alabama because the like Georgia beat Bama early in the season? No, they didn't. They played for the first time in the that was, in the SEC, SEC oh, championship. Why did I think they had played earlier? No, in the season? Alabama lost to Texas, and both yeah. Texas and Alabama got in with one loss over. An under, undefeated Florida State team, right? And I my my biggest knock on that whole thing was, oh Alabama, it was a different team at this point of the year. So it's it a different Michigan. team. You almost lost to Auburn <laughs> the week prior. Yeah, it's a different team. You should have lost to South Florida. It's a different team. You barely beat Arkansas. Like this, this that team is not a different team. It's a different team. Michigan lost their top tackle like one week before or two weeks before the playoffs. Yeah. Like, we want to talk That's about just a you bad, lost a key player. It's, it was a bad thing. It was a bad look. It was all about money. The TV deals. ESPN owned all those bowl games. Yeah. And all that, all the CFP stuff. They needed an SEC team there. Um, That's what it was. While we're on the topic of the playoffs, can we just get a quick horns down? Well, of course. Horns down. I mean, Absolutely. You ain't got to ask me twice. Yes. Michael Penix Jr. doing what he does best. Dude, he's a he's good. He's very good. Jesus that, Christ! I honestly haven't seen a quarterback that accurate in a long time. He just um, he's effort like he's so quarterback. He's so quarterbacky. So, <laughs> and I'm saying that because I, yeah. somebody said Lamar Jackson wasn't quarterbacky. But no, I mean he's he a for running back. back. But um, no, I'm like Penix. Dude, I mean the way he's slinging the ball around. So effortless. I actually, um, after watching last night's game, I am very angry with myself. Um, because when Heisman voting came around, I was like, oh, it's Jaden Daniels. He's not even close. And then uh, after the game, I, you know, I did my side-by-side -side comparison, and it should not have been close. Michael Penix Jr. was the greatest player in the country. Yeah, but... It was not close. SEC? He, he walked in, so that was, uh, I think it was Connor Happer, a uh, friend of the show, good guy. 
uh, tweeted, uh, somebody had asked him, like, why was Penix, like, how did he not win this? He said, because people in the Southeast only watch SEC football. Yeah. Right. Well, like, look it's at the tough vote, to watch Washington football. I don't give a football. damn about numbers. It's yeah. literally impossible to watch watching football unless you don't have a bedtime. Michael right. Penix. <laughs> it's true. Michael Penix walked into Jaden Daniels' home state and did things that he could never have done. Played Penix, very well. Yeah, Penix was out. the best player in college football this year. Should have won the Heisman. Yeah. To put a bow on the whole bowl, bowl game thing, I just wanted to say, I hope that college football makes changes to improve the bowl game experience because now they're going to have an extended playoff with 12 teams. It's really going to make bowl games irrelevant and less meaningful. So you really need to do something, whether it's move the portal window, um, NIL collectives. I, I, I it, would be fine with moving the portal window back. Yeah, so they need like to. You, like just you can enter the portal after the bowl. Do that. I, I'm fine with that. I don't see a huge well, issue. Well, and bowl uh, coaches that are in bowl games shouldn't have to be recruiting their team while preparing for a bowl game. I get that too. Right. Yeah. But if I was an NIL collective, I think another thing too is if, if you want to see those players play, incentivize it to to make them play. Because if you're going to be getting this money mm. and you're not finishing the job, that kind of sucks too. Especially if you're you know a collective that's giving a, a guy a lot of money and then he's like, oh, see, I go to the portal. You got to fix that. So whether well, it's the collective saying, hey, you don't get a dime of this unless you play the in the bowl game. The season is over. Until your season is over. Or yeah. maybe it's, hey, we'll use a really bad example, but let's say you get $100,000 for the whole season. Sure. You get 80000 of it to play in the season. You get another 20000 if you play in the bowl game. Sure. Something like that. And the thing, too, is usually the guys that will opt out, like Marvin Harrison, those are the guys that are getting paid the most get some big money. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you're an NIL guy, you're like, damn, I really need, I, I would love it if you played more. Yeah. Yeah. You know, incentivize my, yes. my, my well, ROI. Did you know one in three young people will grow up without a mentor? Founded in 1991 by Dr. Tom and Nancy Osborne, the teammates mentoring programs mission is to positively impact the world by inspiring students to reach their full potential through mentoring. Mentors and mentees meet in school during the day for about 30 minutes once a week to play board games, work on crafts, or just talk. Any kid as young as third grade all the way through college can be in teammates. You don't have to be an expert to mentor a student. You just have to be there. 94% of mentees say they're proud to be in teammates, and 91% of mentors say they leave their mentoring time in a better mood than when they arrived. Go to teammates.org to become a mentor today. So let's get crazy. We go back to, again, I, I think it was 2018, Jake Bud, with that insurance policy. Let's say you've got a player like Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm -hmm. And you do have this big incentive at the end of the season. Like, we're making a bowl game. We want you to play in it. Yeah. Have that NIL collective pay for the insurance policy. Like, I don't see that being an we're, issue. We're incentivizing you to play in this game. You're going to get a lot of money. And... If you get hurt, we've got you covered. I mean, there, yeah. that's another small incentive you add to get these guys to continue to play. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, or it, just give them a fat check and say, don't get hurt. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know any athlete that has intentionally got hurt. So, yeah, I get it. But it's, it's one of those things. It's like you, like players that are this gifted, they're playing the sport at a level. They don't, they don't think about getting hurt at all. Like they're, they're just playing. It's just another game. Just go play. And obviously I'm not, I'm not a, college athlete so i can't speak yeah. on that but yeah i know <laughs> but 
But yeah, I, I just, okay, like I said, put a bow on it, but that was, it's just something I just think it's, it's silly that people still grab onto bowl games like they matter. Like, oh, the SEC versus the Big Ten. Look at the, look at the head-to-head record. Right. Who cares? Yeah. They're so hard to judge because yeah, it's like well, you don't have your regular this players. Team didn't playing. fucking yeah. play. The, yeah, it, it's just yeah. it that doesn't mean anything anymore. And the other thing yeah. too, um, I don't know, maybe this will put a bow on it. I don't know. <laughs> this is you talk about bowl games. Um, if we didn't have bowl games, guys, we would not have been able to see thirty-five to nothing. Iowa lost to Tennessee. So I <laughs> liked that. Can I? So if I could get more of that, 35 zip, Iowa getting shut out for the second game in a row to a team that has a pulse, I'm all here for it. Um, before we get to your fourth resolution, oh, yeah. <laughs> <Forgot about> that. <laughs> I, I, I want to interject with, I, I think my only, uh, aside from be more pessimistic, uh, my main resolution as a Husker fan for 24, and it is hate Iowa more. Yep. Um, so my fourth... Um, Resolution was more Iowa trolling. There we go. See? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great yeah. timing. Went I, from- see, I, I Once he said that, I was like, he obviously didn't watch the Jared video because that <laughs> yeah. is the fourth one. Oh, is it really? Yes. I, I did not watch the Jared <laughs> yeah. video. Yeah. yeah. My, my, so my point was, look, uh, Iowa has bragging rights for the next year. Rightfully so. That's just how it works. Fuck them. They won. They did win. Fuck them. But they yep. still have bragging rights. They can, they can do the whole, you know, put the score in my face if I ever talk shit and I sure. can't say anything. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's just got to keep going. Like, we can't just not troll Iowa. No. <laughs> like, I, even I, if I'm in the wrong, I'm still going to do it. I hope that we beat them in basketball so we can just troll in that sport sure. instead. They swept them last year in basketball. Yeah. Right? Remember yeah. that time we swept Iowa? <laughs> in basketball. In basketball. In basketball. In, uh, I believe last year was every sport or did they get one on us in baseball? Well, I, baseball, whatever. baseball's weird because you have series and, and wrestling. They got us. Yeah. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Wrestling, yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, I don't think like it, it's gonna nobody's going to troll the yeah. Iowa wrestling team. No, so. I, I mean, for one, you can't because they're really good. For yeah. two, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know there's. I, we probably have wrestling fans that are like, "Why don't you guys talk about Nebraska wrestling? They're they're like ranked second. I actually am a wrestling fan, so that's, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Maybe you can do your. <laughs> yeah. I do, do some care. TikTok videos about yeah. Nebraska wrestling. But nobody cares. Nobody. Yeah. Did the mic pick up on that? Nobody I cares. cares. <laughs> I cares. Um, my fifth one was crap. Damn it, Mike. What was it? Oh, yeah. Buy tickets to New York City. Okay. Any particular? Like, Pinstripe. Pinstripe. Oh, yeah. I, I figured that's what it was. Rutgers beats Miami in, Ye- in Yankee Stadium. We can't do that. Does Why it, not us? It's one of those things that I like. I'm super conflicted about that. Rutgers got a bowl win and we didn't make one. Jesus, but does it not feel a little good that Rutgers beat Miami? Like it, it sure. feels a little good. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. Like, for yeah, it. I don't. I'm not a conference cheerer though. That's the and, thing. Is like. During that bowl season and stuff, like people are like, oh, let's root for our conference. Fuck that. Let's root for Iowa. What? <laughs> Hell no. What are I, you, stupid? I want everyone to lose. If I can't win, everyone else should lose. Yeah. Everyone. So I don't care. So like watching Missouri beat Ohio State 14 to 3, it's like, yeah, I kind of had mixed feelings because I'm like, I see that's, that's I one see, of our top teams. I see Missouri do this. And I'm like, why not Nebraska, first of all? 
And the other thing is, Ohio State, despite all the absences, yes, the sure. opt-outs, yeah. they should 14 to 3. You only got three points. That was like you made the, you made the Big Ten look bad. You know that's yeah. going to be the narrative. Oh, Ohio State's supposed to be your yeah. your granddaddy. That's the that's the second best team in the Big Ten. Right. That, that's what that's that's what was told to me. Yeah. Oh, that's the second best team in the Big Ten. They lost to Missouri. <laughs> Even though Missouri was really good this year, but yeah, they were like they were fun to watch. Yeah. So, um, well, speaking of a a team that made the Big Ten look good, Michigan pulling yes. out a victory mm-hmm. <laughs> over Alabama in overtime. That muffed punt, one yard, like one yard away from, from a total safety. disaster. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Football's a game of inches. You know this, but holy crap, that game could have been so much different. But wouldn't that have been awesome? Can we talk about and, just and, punt and, returns in the semifinals in general? They were bad. Yeah. Awful, awful. Did you see that special? Which team was it that put, Michigan, Michigan was, had a botch snap on a, on a field goal or on an extra point attempt? Yeah. Did you see that? I think it was Alabama that put a returner back there with a broken arm. He had like a yeah, like a, a cast on one hand, and he had to pick the ball up with the other hand. <laughs> like what? What are we doing? Well, and nobody uh, cares about special teams anymore. I guess not. <laughs> and. What I want to point out, uh, Michigan should not have won that game. That last play, the only reason Alabama does not score is a low snap to Milrow. Uh, they they have that swing pass to the left side, and that man is in. But he that was wasn't, running. That wasn't, it was a quarterback draw. Yeah, no, dude, it, he was, no, that was a design swing. It's mm. a low snap, and Milrow can't get the pass off and tries to just take it himself. If they get that snap on target, Alabama wins that game. I well, was mistaken. I mean, watch, watch that play again. Okay, that, was, that is a swing. That, was a, that is not a design was, run. But it was, it was either way. It was overtime. So like they would have scored and then it would have gone to another overtime. Like it, yeah. no, there's no guarantee. That's a hot take saying that they would won. Or Bama goes for two. Maybe I, I mean, doubt it. Again, that's that's all hypothetical. Yeah. What happens from there on? Yeah. But like that is a design swing. You can see you've got the two or two receivers out there to block. And you've got that uh, that running back coming across the side. That is a design swing. That's not a design run. Or it was a design run. I don't know. If that was a design I, I run. I thought it was a design I run. I thought it was a design if quarterback that's a, draw. There's no way. If that's a design run, that's the worst play call I've ever seen. Well, I, th- I, I thought it was one of the worst play calls I've ever seen. Yeah. So I think it was a blown play. Well, and maybe N- Sick Nabin maybe was covering for his coordinator or whatever. But I thought I heard him talk about how, like, we, we just thought we could run that play. We thought we could find a hole or something. I didn't listen to the whole thing. If they swing I, that I thing to the it was, left, it's, it's a score. But they didn't. But they didn't. They didn't. So. And it, but you're, Alab- you're Alabama. You can't do a basic snap. All yep. your five stars. Yeah. And look, and, Michigan got a lot of push on that line. Mm-hmm. So if it was a design run, if it was, yeah. they would have gotten stuffed even if it was yeah, a good were. snap. Yeah. And so that's my other thing is like, I'm not here touting Alabama. I'm also not here touting Michigan. One thing I will credit Michigan with was that D line made Milrose life hell yeah. yep. for four quarters? Yep. yep. Like they, how that, many sacks? Too it, many. If I'm if I'm like a Bama six, fan, too many. Six, I think. Six. But I they were pressuring. Mm-hmm. They were pressuring them the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. That Michigan D line is no see, joke. Did you see why though? It's because Alabama's offensive line walked on the Michigan sideline. Like, try to act cool. Did you see that before the game? They no, walked, I didn't. Know. They walked down the Michigan sideline in front of all the other, like, all the Michigan players. <laughs> like, try to. I don't know. It was probably to like make a statement. Or but it, Bama. Was, it was the starting offensive line walked that side of the field. So that's hmm. those moves. Like it, Bama's not the first team to do something like that, but it is like the biggest high risk, high reward thing you can do. Better back it up. Because yep. yeah, if, if you do that and you lose, like Bama did, fuck Bama. Um, 
you look very dumb. Yeah. You look dumb. I know this is... And you yeah. risk... Like, Michigan's D-line has been great all season. Nobody is disputing that. But you risk just incensing them. Like, they're going to come do this in front of us? They're going to come do this in front of us? I remember listening to... This is kind of off topic a little bit. I remember hearing a podcast episode talking about Nebraska volleyball because they're going to they're going to play Texas in the title game. And someone had brought up, what if Becca Alec gets a block in the middle of the game and just does the horns down right in their face? And I just remember thinking, you better win yeah. if you're going to do that. If you're yeah. going to act like that, you better win. Thank God she didn't do that because, yeah. yikes. So, yes, that goes to your point. If Don't you're going to be bold... Fucking come with it then. Okay. Yeah. And it's it, high risk, high reward. If it's a matchup too that it's like this, you don't need to give them any edge. No. Like if, if it's like an even playing field and you're like, well, let's do something stupid like that. Yeah, you're going to lose. You better be locked in. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. You better be locked in. Well, you know, maybe like if you're Bama, we've been here before. This Michigan squad, like Michigan has too, but yeah. Michigan's blown it every time, right? Yeah. Maybe we can get in their heads a little bit. You know, Harbaugh, he gets in these situations in these games and they don't play well. Maybe we can get in their heads a little bit, you know. But Michigan, listen, Michigan outplayed them. They did. Yeah. Like you said, you brought up the line, the D line, the O line did their thing. And the offense made plays when they had to. Like, yeah. Michigan just Michigan was the better squad. I, and I was af- I was afraid, I'm going to be honest, I thought Bama would win because I just thought oh boy, SEC team actually gets in the in the uh four team playoff. Yep. When this was a year that they weren't supposed to be in, no SEC team was really supposed to make it technically. And of course Bama's going to win it all and that's just going to yeah. that's just going to double down on the SEC supremacy. Yep. I actually I and they my, didn't win. I had money on Bama. Did you? I did. Yeah. I, I probably I, I would have too. I, I, was, I always say coaching advantage. Like, a, yeah. who, where, coaching advantage. Well, hold on. Who's a, a better coach? Hold on. A Nick Saban or Jim Harbaugh? Right. I would take Alabama because they have sure. a coaching advantage. Historically, yes. But, I mean, we look at recent history and in the last probably three years, I might say Harbaugh's a better coach. Historically, well, you know, some people are going to say, say, sick Nabin. Yeah. His past his prime. You know, he's an old man. I, you know, I am if not. This is past his prime and he's still making playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I am, wow. in, I am in no way talking down right. on Nick Saban. Nick Saban, in my opinion, I have always said the top two coaches in college football history both come from the University of Alabama. And that is either uh, at one or two, Nick Saban or yeah, Bear Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number three is obviously Tom Osborne. Fuck yeah. The um, GOAT. Yeah, but like I, I am in no way talking down on Nick Saban. What I'm saying is that Jim Harbaugh, especially in these last three years, has figured it out. Well, maybe this is, I think this is a good transition here because what nobody's talking about, and maybe I'm crazy, is like if Michigan wins the title, they win it all, mm-hmm. is it tainted in your eyes? Do you I don't know. It? Do you look okay. at it with an asterisk? That, so I, so. I was going to get into that a little bit because this will be Michigan's first national championship <laughs> that they don't have to share with the better team. So if they do win, there's still going to be controversy. <laughs> I, here's like just putting it all on the line. Did Michigan cheat this season? Yes. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. It has been proven. Speaking of that, Connor Stallions was at the game. Fun of fact. course he was. Yeah. 
Fun fact. Insanity. Michigan did cheat. Yes. Do I believe that the cheating that they did is why Michigan is where they are right now? No, I do not. I think they are arguably, we'll find out, um, the best team in the country. I don't think they needed to do that, but they did. Mm. So, no, yes, there will always be the asterisk. Yes. But did it result? Like, was the cheating? Was that what made it happen? No. Well, I no. Th- I think they were just the most talented team. So, a few layers to this. Like, for me personally, I am pro cheating. You do what you got to do. It, Sorry. Everybody, everybody Sorry. does Sorry. Hey, Husker fans. We cheated in the 90s. Nebraska. Get used to it. Was not squeaky clean. Yeah. We cheated. <laughs> okay. They it's just a, weren't, which, yeah. is, which is okay. Like, you know, people bring up steroids and it's like, was Nebraska the only program to take steroids during the 80s and the 90s? No. no. And is Michigan the only program going to steal signals? No. Well, I mean, Michigan, you know, but. They did it in a way that not a lot of, a lot of other programs do. It's like, like what I always say with the 80s and the 90s and the steroids. I'm like, everyone else was doing it. Literally, freaking Oklahoma and Brian Bosworth literally had like a Sports Illustrated article about him coming out about steroids. Yeah. Sorry, Nebraska did it better than you, right? Like Michigan. Sorry, they they stole signals better than all y'all because they went the extra mile. Yeah. But at the same time, did they spy on Bama? No. No. You know, are they going to be able to spy on Washington? No. Like, you you get in this four-game playoff. And it's every man for himself. You get, you know, your month to prepare for each team. It's fair advantage, right? So, even playing field now. Yeah. yeah. Michigan cheated, but it's not why they're here. No, I, I, I watched Michigan play Nebraska in person this year. And there's just like, when you see a good team play, like, they just have something different about them. And like, and I've said this in the past too. When I watch Ohio State play, when I think they went to the playoff that year too, when you watch a team like that play in front of you, you're like, they're different. It's special. Michigan is different. Yes. And the crazy part is, is this matchup, you're going into recruiting a little bit, is the first time that we're having two teams outside of the top 10 playing in a national championship game. So you want to know what's even better? No matter what. Technically, it's not, but... It's a Big Ten championship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For all you (laughs) SEC people, how does it feel that there's two Big Ten schools in there? Isn't that something? Isn't that something? It feels good. It feels good. I mean, like I said, I don't conference cheer. I don't really give a shit. Technically, it's not. But But I think it's maybe it's a little bit of the turning of the guard a little bit. Oh, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. But then, of course, you know, Texas was also in the... Okay, but... if you think about the teams we're bringing into the Big Ten versus what the SEC is bringing in the, into the SEC, it, like we're is, we're bringing in some some dogs. Sure. It is like it is a changing of the guard. I don't know how in the twenty twenty four to twenty five season you could reasonably look at the makeup of the Big Ten and the makeup of the SEC and tell me that the SEC is better than the Big Ten. The Big Ten, sure, like for a long time, the Big Ten has been very top heavy where like the schools at the top are incredibly dominant. And then there's like four decent teams and then dog shit, which was referred to as the big 10 West. Um, 
But if you look at the SEC, it's not that all dissimilar. It's not dissimilar. No. Like it you is got your very- Vanderbilts. Yeah. Yes. You got your overrated Mississippi State. You got your still- Arkansas. You yeah, got yeah. you got all the it's the same thing. Right. It's the same but, thing. So to Mike's point, the teams that the Big Ten is bringing in, there's not a slouch in there. We're no. bringing in dogs. Yeah. And back to that, that same will. debate. You have the you have the crap at the bottom of the SEC. You have the crap at the bottom of the Big Ten. Sure, but there's a difference that nobody likes to talk about except me. They play nine conference games in the Big Ten. They only play eight in the SEC. So I don't while, know how they get away with that. So while we're beating up on teams in November, we're we're you know playing real play, teams. playing real comp, you know, power five teams. They're playing Incarnate Word in November. Yeah, like <laughs> tell me how that's fair. And and you can say oh because we beat up on each other. Bullshit. Okay. Shut up. You played Dude, Arkansas. Shut you up. You played Arkansas. Shut wow. up. Wow. <laughs> to that point, have you guys seen Michigan's schedule next year? Because that's a goddamn joke. It, I mean, they play Texas. That's a... That's it, a yeah, that's like the only good game they play. It, it, their schedule next year is a joke. Well, Michigan's schedule this year was a joke, too. Yeah. Yeah. They, they didn't, so, uh, in like, the non-con, they didn't play... This is, I don't think they played one power five team? No, the, yeah. they didn't play one. And that's, that's their second year in a row they haven't done that. Yeah. yeah. For, for the what? listeners, viewers, yeah, we shouldn't do whatever. That we will sit here and shit on the SEC for only playing eight conference games. But I'm not going to sit here and defend somebody that has you know nine conference games, but then a dog shit non-con. Like, I mean, but like obviously Alabama went and played Texas this year, but mm-hmm. Georgia didn't. Georgia didn't play anybody in their non-con. They yeah. played Georgia Tech. <laughs> Asking the SEC team to go even five miles up north from their freaking campus yeah. is like asking them to pull teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get them to play up yeah. north to save well, the damn lives. That's Ridiculous. my thing is we are equal opportunity haters. Yeah. Yeah. I'll hate all of you. I don't care. Dude, yeah. Nebraska right. sucks. Dude, we are a bad program. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So when, it, when, they, when you when have we talked the... about the dog shit at the bottom, that's us. Hello. Right. <laughs> that's the funny part. It's like, they could be like, they're going to come back because you'll have people commenting on your TikToks and the clips and reels that we make from this. And it'll be like, well, Nebraska sucks. Thank you. Yes. We know that. Water's wet. Yeah. We, I, do a, we do a podcast every week and talk about that. <laughs> you think I cry myself to sleep for no reason? <laughs> no. I don't anymore. I'm so used to it. Yes. We're numb. Um, okay. So just, I know, um, I think next weekend is a, uh, like transfers can come and visit. Mm-hmm. The notable names, of course, Devin Dowdell, Oregon running back. Um, just today, <clears throat> it was announced Isaiah Nayer from Texas um, is coming for a visit. Wide receiver. He was um, from Wyoming first. Yeah, Wyoming first. Yeah. And then he's been at Texas the last two years. Um, and then Wake Forest, Jamal Banks, wide receiver. I don't think it's been official yet that is he's he coming. Is he confirmed yet or no? Because I, I don't that he, think he, is. he isn't coming. No. Yeah. Oh, he might not be. Yeah. I, just, I, I know that he has not confirmed that he, has, he is coming. So. so I guess my question to you guys is when you look at running back, you look at the room that they got, the guys that's coming in for a visit, you look at the wide receiver room, the guys that they got, and the guys that might come to visit. If you had to pick one, which position group would you want an upgrade in running back running back or wide receiver running back by far go so it's tough because i think there is a lot of young talent in the receiver room and adding a veteran i think would be a very good addition but i'm going to agree with mike here and say that getting a very very solid running back creates the most value you need 
You need a bell cow. You need a guy that is going to go just carry you. It's going to be traditional run game. You need a guy, a workhorse. Yeah. Go get one. Well, Pay so, him. So if, if with DR, who we've all agreed is going to start next year. Yes. Um, we're probably going to be working more towards a pro style. If we're going to do that, we need a very solid running game to keep people guessing, keep them on their toes. Mm-hmm. We need that running back to keep pressure off DR. Yeah. Running back is where the most value is. That's where I'd so, be going. So let's look at this room right now. Okay. Running back room. Senior. Ramir Johnson. Super, super senior. Yeah. Like, what's your assessment on Ramir? What? Ramir is going to be a guy, third down type guy. I think a guy that can go out of the backfield, catch balls for you. He's a great pass blocker. I think he is going to be great in those, like, need to get it pass downs. Mm-hmm. But that's if he comes back from his injury okay. Right. Yeah. So, And then that brings up Gabe Irvin. Like, short yardage. That's what I'm going to say with Gabe. Gabe's gonna have to be if like if you need a if you need to go get a yard, and we're not in shotgun, we're you know we're lining up traditionally under center and handing the ball off, unless the guy we get is like a and look a dog, go go give it to Gabe. Gabe Irvin, Mike, yeah. say it. Best ability, availability. Hello, yes, Emma Johnson, like. Solid running back. I would. That's I would be 12, twelve carries a game. If we bring in, if we bring in Dowdell from uh, Oregon, I would be surprised if Emmett sticks around. I would agree with that. Really, I would yes. agree. Hmm. Yep. I don't. I don't think he'll stick around. If he does, I mean, props to you. But if I'm Emmett, that becomes a very crowded room. It's already a crowded room. Yeah. Because of what Emmett did in in his small appearances at the end of the year. So if they bring in a guy, and if you're going to get a transfer, because Matt Rule has to be picky about who he brings onto this roster because of, yeah. we have scholarship issues, we're you're already bringing him. You're bringing him to be a starter. That was um, something, and I, I actually don't remember who I saw this from today. Um, people getting worried about you know the scholarship stuff. How many players we got on roster? Gives a shit. We're we're already under ninety. <laughs> like, who gives a shit? Randolph Kapai entered the portal. I, hey, eighty four yeah, now. I, yeah, I, I think we are four players away. Like, let's not get super concerned with It'll all be of that fine. as of this moment. I say all yeah, the yes. super seniors. Don't, don't get super concerned yet. They they need nine more. They have they're nine over right now. Yeah. Uh, this morning they were five over. I'm looking <laughs> at the scholarship distribution chart right now, and it says nine. Over. I think it's nine because we were at ten last week, and then yeah. Randall Kapai just went in. So yeah. now we're at nine. Um, okay. another guy in the room, Quentin Ives. Is he is he a dark horse pick to like show up? No, in the spring, and if he, he, and he was, shows out. If he was, don't you think we would have seen him? Yeah. Saw him I, a I, little I bit. Yeah, I, we I saw him muff a, muff a kickoff or punt or a punt, yeah. <laughs> What's that even? No, was it? Oh, no, that was. No, that was a fucking, uh, fucking, hold on. Fucking, fucking, fucking. <laughs> hold on. That was the DB. Damn it. Yeah, DB, yeah. Come on, who was it? Oh, my God. Dude, uh, I can't Ethan find Nation. It. Ethan Nation. Yes. There you go. That's right. Yes, but no, they had him in a, on kickoff coverage, though, and it was just like, yeah. You're bringing in a guy that you think is going to be really good at running back. But with our depth issues and all the injuries we had this year, he didn't even get any carries really. Mm -hmm. So to me, what does that tell you? Because we've said this in the past. Running backs are usually turnkey. Like if they're ready out of high school, they're going to play right away. And they they can be successful. We saw that with Maurice Washington. Yeah. Well, so it's similar. uh, Not like obviously a different position. 
But like Quentin Ives not getting carries this season or not getting many. Um, I have talked about recently Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord obviously transfers to Syracuse. Good for him. I hope he has a good future and plays well there. But I keep telling people that thought when McCord, you know, removed Nebraska from his list, that it was the end of the world. I said, this guy threw for, what do you have, like 31 or 34 touchdowns, 29. 14 pick, 29? Think, no, 30. No, no 20. he was in the 30s for, for no, TDs. I, I thought it was 20. I thought he was like 31 and 14. That was like 29 and 5. Cool. I can look it up, UK. Thank you. Yeah, you do that. Yeah. Yeah. But what I said was like, this is a high-end Power 5 QB, and you're looking at a guy that only had an offer from Nebraska and Syracuse. Like, Makes you what think. Is, what does that tell you about the player? Gives you Same look, thing with Quentin Ives. A little side-eye. Like, like, hmm. you, you see that he maybe has potential, but like he's not getting touches from his own staff. Yeah. What does that McCord, tell you? McCord was... 24, 24 and 6. Yeah. I, was, Jesus, I think he I was, was in a, I thought yeah. 31 and 14. Yeah. Was that Aiden Childs? I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's a good point, though. It's like yeah. Syracuse, huh? Okay. Yeah. Like, there weren't many other offers from Accord. I and mean, so, we don't know again, publicly it, it who is, offered Com Accord. But those were the only schools that seemed to be, like, have this big interest. Yeah, because he um, wanted to go to a place that he was going to start right yeah, away. So for sure. Yeah. But, is it like, again, like with Quentin Ives, like, He's not getting the attention from his own staff. What does that tell you? We'll see. Yeah. And I, th- I think I would agree with you guys. Um, like, when I look at that wide receiver room, it's so young. And, like, I'm looking at the, <laughs> the seniors and the juniors. We got IGC still listed on there. And Alex Bullock is your junior. Like, very young room. So, it's like, I, I am tempted to be like, okay, let's get a 6-4. Yeah, this will be our last segment. Um, I'm very tempted that Wake Forest guy, six three, six four, two fifteen. Oh my God, that would be so great. But at the same time, dude, like, I just think long term, and looking at Nebraska's past, I'm just like, why can't we be RBU again? We used to be RBU. Yeah, yeah. like that's just what we've. That's been the backbone of this program. That's what made us a blue blood, man. Every year, you'd bring in a freaking running back, and he'd be a stud. The last stud that we've had. Amir, Amir Abdullah. Abdullah. Amir. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're all in agreement on that. 10 what? years ago. It's been 10 I mean, d- years. Well, Divine so, did go for a thousand. That was the last so, thousand yard back. So yeah. here is my thing is college football has changed and Nebraska has changed as well, but Nebraska always seems to be one step behind with the move, having these young, talented receivers, having a quarterback like DR it feels like, it feels like we are finally getting back to being on the same page. Maybe. I look at Michigan. Maybe. I look at Michigan. Blake Corum. Blake Corum is That's special. That's their dude. Like, Blake Corum is special. Like, name, name me a wide receiver from Michigan. Go. Can't. Can't do it. Yeah. Even no. if he's really good. It's Blake Corum. <laughs> it runs through him. Yeah. He's, he might not put up the, like, even last game. Against Bama. It's not like he put up like, whoa, numbers. But you watch him play, and it's like, that's their dog right there. Yeah. There's no doubt. And, but there's only one Blake Corum. You know, like, yeah, you that gotta, hit is special. You've got right. to develop a running back. You also need to. But that to, used to be Nebraska, though. Yeah, yeah. Was Amon freaking Green. But we had Amir a thing Abdul. called the freaking pipeline, man. Yeah, I hear And you. our pipeline you, was, you want to talk about running back, you? We had old linemen. We were pumping old linemen. Tell that, me though. the last special running back like Blake Corum that didn't have an elite offensive line in front of him. Well, it I, doesn't happen. 
I think like Barry Sanders. I, again, it, like that's it. I think Amir can make your O line look better than they are. Yeah, you yeah, know, you you still need. There was NFL guys you, on that you, line, of course. Yeah, too. yeah. There's so, no doubt. I'm not doubting that. Yeah. No, I, I I think running back is we need we need a guy, and hopefully he might be the guy. We'll see. Yeah. Um, well, let's introduce one new segment that we have. Connor started a thing on TikTok back in the fall. <laughs> Long time ago. <laughs> Sorry. Um, called the Cover Corner. Yeah. And so I think we're just going to start doing small, quick segments on the pod. So you want to kick off? Throw yeah. it over to Connor. So, uh, for those that have not seen it on TikTok, um, the Cover Corner is a gambling segment where I do my best to help you make money. Um, by the end of the uh, TikTok tenure of the cover corner, um, I, I think my final record was like 27 and 12. So we, we did pretty well. Um, ultimately, it, he started off 27 and 0. I, uh, no, I, I, was, <laughs> I was 27 and 4. Um, but we're going to talk about uh, the cover corner initially was very much college football centric. Obviously, um, there's only one college football game to pick. So we're going to drop some NFL in there today. Um, the first game I really like is browns Bengals. Uh, Bengals currently favored by six. The Browns are sitting like a ton of starters. It's like 30% of the team. They got their spot locked they're, up. They're, they're clinched. Yeah. Um, the Bengals are favored by six. I don't know that I love taking them minus six. So I'm taking the Bengals money line. And there's another reason, aside from the Browns sitting all those starters, in the last 41 times that the Bengals have finished their season at home, they are 33-8. and 33-8 and eight at home to end the season in the last 41 times they've done it. Uh, Browns sitting a bunch of starters. I think the Bengals are getting this one. Jake Browning, Mike didn't like it. I called Jake Browning a dog. No, I didn't like it. I don't, yeah, I don't I, like it either. Oh, you, yeah. Uh, I, I think Jake Browning is an incredible backup quarterback. I think he is essentially auditioning for a new job. So is there any chance that, so I'm a Ravens fan, so I see Joe Flacco playing yeah. for the Browns, and I'm like, okay, yeah. Is Joe Flacco elite? Hey, all that. Does he play? No, I, I, I don't think he's I think Flacco. He, I think he I, plays. I think you play him for like the first half. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he plays at least the first half, and then um, you but, get him out of there because they obviously have quarterback injury issues. So well, And they don't, like, yeah, they, they can't risk Flacco getting hurt. Yes. So I, I would be sitting Flacco. Um, this is not like one of my picks for the cover corner, but I will tell you, and it, it hurts me dearly to say this, um, I do have money on the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. But while I say that, I do want to remind you that the Colts did beat the Ravens in week three. Suck it. Um, the next game that I have... Shut up. ...is um, Packers-Bears. This is a game that I have gone back and forth on, but I do like Packers minus three over the Bears. They are at home, and the Packers are playing to save the season. It is win or go home. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like the well, Packers. Jordan Love has played very well this season. Um, it is, I have a whole list of QBs that have outperformed Patrick Mahomes this season. Jordan Love is one of them. I see the Packers coming out. They're angry. It is a divisional game. They are going to go after those Bears, and they are going to get it done. I like the Packers minus three. I will admit, I was a Jordan Love skeptic. Same. I didn't think that he would. Rise to the occasion like he has so far. And he so did. far. And right. he did. So far. Well, yeah, so far has. Yeah. So props to him. Yeah. 
And then the game that I feel like everyone is waiting for me to pick is the college football national championship. As of right now, Michigan is favored over Washington by four and a half. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that this is the most cognitive dissonance you will ever see. I would really, really, really love to see Washington win this game. Unfortunately, we did talk about earlier in this episode that the Michigan D-line is absolutely insane. Blake Corum is something special. Mm. Michigan covers that four and a half, and we're going to double down and make another pick. The overs hit in this game as well. Whoa. Yeah. I will say. The overs will hit. Washington's offense is no joke. They're going to score. Michigan is just going to score more. I will say, like, if if you don't watch Washington a lot, which is probably the case, because they're on at 9 o'clock at night every freaking Saturday. Their lines are better than you would think. They're not a bad team. Like they're, you, they're very good. There's just a like, reason they're number two. Just like with Oregon, like they're Big Ten ready. Pack, pack twelve. Yeah. You got Oregon, Washington coming. Their lines, both of them, are freaking good. So yeah, just something I, to look out for. Maybe is, Michigan's not going to bully bully ball them like a lot of people might think. I I just think that Michigan D line is just a group of killers. Yeah, but I think that Washington O line is a group of killers as well. This is going to be a great matchup, but again, I I really like Michigan covering four and a half. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. I think it's a touchdown game, but I think the overs hit too. Because Michigan's like secondary in their linebacking court also great, Um, but it's going to be tough to stop Michael Penix. He's a great quarterback. So Should have been the Heisman winner. Yeah, it's going to be a higher scoring game than people imagine. I do just see Michigan getting it by like one touchdown. Okay. Um, anything else? No, I don't Nothing? think so. Okay. Yeah, I just know that that uh, that receiver for Washington's really freaking good. Yeah. So which one? Polk. You got another dude. Um, Azubel. Yeah. Whatever. That yeah, one. That one. Yeah. that one. That one. That, that had, one. Like, you know better what numbers mean. than Marvin Harrison Jr. Like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That guy is really good. So that'll be interesting to watch against that Michigan defensive backs. So yeah. Yeah, otherwise, I don't think we really have anything else. It's, okay. it's off-season, boys, so 2024 is here. Listen, if you guys got, like, topics that you want us to touch on over this very long and cold off-season <laughs> up until spring, like, let us know. If there's yep. anything you really want us to bang on. We'll have former players and media yeah. people and all kinds of stuff, too. So, yeah. Okay. We'll fill the off-season like we always do. All right, guys. Um, go listen to... Our podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Amazon? Yeah, I always forget Amazon. Um, You know, go to our Twitter, go to our Facebook, go to TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, at NBNR Podcast. Give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. Give us comments, talk shit, whatever. We don't care. Engage with us. We like to argue all those things. Um. Merch, nbnrpodcast.com. Mike's got, I know he's got the hat, which is different, but sweatshirts, sharp. We both got hats on. Yeah. So if you go to nbnrpodcast.com, shout out to Evan's Custom Apparel. Shout out. They make our stuff high quality. Anything else? No. That's it. Okay. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. Connor Cavillac. And Kyle Byers. <laughs> I was going to do that. That's why I, I thought about it. That's why I delayed on mine. It's kind of what he sounds like, too. As always, happy new year in GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Audrey. He's a junkyard dog. Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just...
you just did? <laughs> get mad. What, you going to get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> got it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production. <laughs> 